With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wafu FM. It's time! Call the show! Gentlemen, welcome to the Chris and Chris show. Chris, fuck, I was Chris. Doing Chris, uh, I'm the one with the C, and I'm Christopher with a K. Christopher, <laughs> hiya, Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> um, today uh, it's the Running Man and continuing our sci-fi month, but uh, Arnie, but a Jesse Ventura. It's going to be brilliant. And news is pretty much as you'd have guessed, all trailers because that's all that's been fucking happening for the past couple of days. Been mad, yeah. been crazy. Now you got Star Wars, you got Batman, you got Jurassic Park, and then <laughs> poor Fantastic Force not going out like watch out as well. <laughs> <laughs> you poor sad. Just wait a week. No one's going to watch that. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, I, I was saying that before we started. Interesting fact: this is episode seventy-one. Mm. Uh, it's our twentieth show since we rechristened the name. Mm-hmm. But think about that for a second. We've done um, eleven shows this year. <laughs> We'll be christened the show in May. Oh, <laughs> and we've done 11 mad, since February. It's very good. It shows how like, fucking lazy we were last year. Just like, oh, yeah. we'll them more. <laughs> like one per month and stuff. If that's <laughs> a <laughs> I think only once we'll manage to do two shows in a month. And this <laughs> show, it's quite easy to do one one a week, really. Yeah, totally, it is, yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, so we'll get, we'll get cracking then. Uh, Star Wars trailer then. Force is strong in my family. My father has it. I have it. My sister has it. You have that power too. Part of the excuse me, I'm eating the pot noodle. <laughs> so unprofessional. <laughs> uh, it's got to be the starting point, Hannah. For the it's big news of like fucking like the summer so far, basically. Yeah. Did you watch any of the panel live? No, no to be honest, I, I just I don't want to get too overly because people are all like like every single millisecond of the trailer and stuff. Mm. And, it's just got a few things about the panel. I mean, I watched yeah. it in hopes they would show the trailer. Well, initially, I was watching it going. Oh, my Joe's trailer. Please show the trailer. And then reduce the trailer. And it went to a fucking screen, like saying, thank you for watching. I was like, fuck you. 
<laughs> I was like, I literally like went online to fucking vent somewhere. Then I just saw a link on Twitter saying Force Awakens trailer. I was like, what is that? Just a link to the panel. I clicked and it was the fucking trailer on the panel. I was like, oh fuck, I should have just waited an extra five seconds. <laughs> so I missed like the first half of the trailer to begin with. But Oscar Isaacs, who plays Paul Dameron, the X-Wing pilot in the trailer, says he's sent on a mission by a certain princess. Right. And he's the best freaking pilot in the galaxy. So, mm. uh, The BB-8 droid, the practical version, is fucking amazing. Uh, I saw that. I saw a video on uh, YouTube of, of like that coming on, on on stage and stuff. I was not expecting that. I don't always say, eh? <laughs> yeah, because I had heard previously... Like, that it, it isn't a CGI effect, it's a practical effect. Mm. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Like, and, and everyone on Reddit was like, oh, fuck off, is it? it's blatantly CGI and stuff. Yeah, I'm sure this but, was yeah. CGI in the film, but I wasn't expecting it to look like that. Like, it worked yeah. perfectly. I couldn't figure out how the hell it worked. It's mad to think that, like, how far we've come from, like, the 70s when they couldn't get, like, R2-D to roll in a straight line. And stuff. <laughs> <I> know, yeah. <laughs> or Kenny Baker and Ellie dying inside and stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the original cast came out. Uh, apart from Ford, who was at home nursing his fucking <laughs> yeah. uh, Anthony Daniels, probably due to nerves, um, did a 3PO quote and called himself CP3O. Oh, and I was like, ah, Anthony, I was like, I think no one noticed because they're all hepped up. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, and uh, I guess it's just uh, one of them, like you said, nerves and excitement mm-hmm. and stuff. And uh, I did cringe a bit, though. I mean, I don't mean to be a 20 elitist, but... When they, had the, when they had the new cast out there, John Boyega was... Um, is it John Boyega? I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were asking them if they were all, like, fans before they got the part and stuff. And, mm. like, his first thing he came up with was, yeah, I can't tell you the amount of, amount of hours I've played on my PS3 playing Force Unleashed. I was like... God. <laughs> I was like, I'm still was fan. Well, I think he's, he's probably not, like, probably no. just from the games. Because that was the first thing he mentioned. He wasn't like, oh, when I first saw it when I was 10 or something like that. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I love playing Force Unleashed, which came out two years ago. And I was just a bit like, it makes it sound twatty, but I was a bit like, come on, yeah. don't say that, man. That makes you sound like a fucking fan, Star Wars fans, especially in the environment, like to hear you're a fan. Yeah. Oh, just be honest and say, you know what, dude? I wasn't until, like, I got involved in these films, but, like, you know, I've, it's got a special place in my heart now. So people would yeah, be like, that, that would have been better, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than being like, yeah, I totally love the princess and <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I was good when Spock died. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's just me being a twat. I just cringed a bit at that and was like, <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll get to the trailer then. So uh, over, we'll go over a bit by bit, but overall, um, how much of a chub did you get? <laughs> yeah, quite a substantial chub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've read like the, the biggest criticisms people have about the trailer is like, so I'm not sure about the Stormtrooper helmets. And then, like, people criticising the Force Awakens font and stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like, come on. If you're fucking criticising stuff like that, then you're just looking for a reason to dislike mm-hmm. it. Like yeah. a hardcore Star Trek fan or something. That happened with the fucking first trailer. Like, saw people whinging on fucking Twitter first. And I was like, look, you obviously don't like Star Wars, so why are you even talking about it? Just, just, just <laughs> shut up. Just let people fucking enjoy it, man. Just shut up. Yeah. You have to whinge about fucking everything. Oh, yeah, fucking people, man. Mm, but that first shot, man, with the, um, the speeder and the down death, uh, Star Destroyer looks amazing. Star Destroyer, yeah. yeah, definitely. It's got, like, amazing scale, and so it's like, like fucking mountains in the distance or something, isn't it? And it's one of those shots where you wonder if it's going to be in the film is for that long or if it's specifically for the trailer, because it's quite a long shot. 
Yeah. It seems to work more for the intro to a trailer than if... Than, I, don't, I don't know. It's just Star Wars movies are always quite fast-paced, so... Well, I think that's... Uh, it's probably because... I, I don't know. I've, I have read it a little bit. I mean, I said I've kept away from spoilers and that, but I've, I've read some stuff about, like... Some someone's possibly like the female character is going to be like a junker who's like on a planet where like a big battle took place and all the ships are crashed and yes yeah, she, she said on the panel she was like a scavenger aye yeah it was like self sufficient yeah. stuff like that so it's probably probably will be in the in the film like yeah did you read yeah. any of those supposed leaks that came out like months ago from a supposed like fucking Lucasfilm employee or something. Um, no, I don't, well, I don't think so. I don't know, I read so much on Reddit, though. I might have read it and not realised. It was like, a, was it, like? it was like a big five-part post. On, it was on 4chan originally, I think, but someone summed it all up on Reddit. Yeah. Because there's a few things in there. Like, when I saw the trailer, I was like, hmm, that guy did mention something like that. Mm-hmm. So, it was like where the, I think we might have talked about in the show about, like, how the plot gets kicked off. Something to do with, like, yeah. big lightsaber that you see in the trailer and stuff. Well, Anakin's Anna, Anna lightsaber. Because uh, obviously, yeah, that features in the trailer, so mm. I wonder if there is some truth to that. But I still think it doesn't make much sense, like the finding the the, the lightsaber. Because I mean, it come on, it fucking talk about needle in the haystack. Yeah, but you know, it's, yeah. it's the force. <laughs> Fate's <laughs> the force. Something like that. Wouldn't it have just dropped into the the gas giant and been crushed by like an inf- like an infinitesimal amount of gravity? Yeah, because lightsabers are surrounded by the force. <laughs> Apparently, by a force field. I mean, we don't know. It could be something totally different. Like, maybe he just rebuilt it, and, and it's exactly the same image as the previous Yeah, maybe he's just, like, a fucking drunk now, and, like, just like, yeah, Luke lost his fucking lightsaber again. Yeah. <laughs> Found it in the fucking cantina. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a shot of what looks like stormtroopers fighting with stormtroopers. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, obviously, what you've got to remember is that, like, you know, the, the Empire is no more in this film, technically, no. so... So there's obviously, I mean, I th- on, on, they've put a name to them, haven't they? The First Order, like, I think. The First Order, yeah. And the, yeah. the rebels are called the Resistance now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, obviously, uh, much like the extended universe, I guess it's like they're, they're like quite warring amongst each other, uh-huh. like all, all vying for power and stuff, which is kind of believable, I guess. Yeah, totally, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I love the shot of Luke uh, reaching out to R2-D2 without the skin on his false hand mm. That's nice yeah that, that was pretty cool that yeah. Mm. yeah and of course Luke's voiceover which is just the lines from Return of the Jedi slightly changed yeah yeah definitely uh, and like like you said handing the lightsaber but I don't know exactly who he's handing the lightsaber to or, or who's handing the lightsaber even it seems like it's an alien character because there is a CG character in the film I don't know I know that's not CG but it could be a mix of two but if, mm. if you pause it it's like an orange hand with like a strange face and he's handed layer I think so yeah that's yeah. right on the sister line, Sam. Because we don't really see. Like, she's the only person we don't really see. We don't really yeah. see Luke, but we see his hand. All I know is that I would just fucking watch out massively because uh, any information in this trailer could be like a humongous red heron. Oh, of course. Yeah, I yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Just because I, like, I remember thinking back to Into Darkness. It blatantly showed um, the Enterprise crashing into the water and stuff mm. but as it turned out it wasn't actually the Enterprise crashing and stuff yeah, yeah. there's a lot of like quite tricky things going on with JJ's trailers mm. I think like but yeah what's what's the next bit again in the trailer is it the bit with the TIE fighter or uh, well there's like the, th- well, the first like thing you see after <coughs> uh, when the music kicks in is uh, Kylo Ren the bad guy you see his face mm. for the first time while he's masked yeah, yeah, that's cool. You see a slight snippet of uh, lightsaber action from him again. Yeah, just swiping yeah. down at something. Yeah, I mean, that yeah. looks... I mean, he does look badass, let's be honest. Mm. 
Probably like Darth Revan or something. Yeah, uh, people saying that. And I, I was like, what does what he look? Cause it's been ages since I played those games. And I was like, fuck yeah, when you look at the picture, it does look a lot like... It's obviously not going to be him, but the mate took inspiration from that because yeah, yeah. there's some good designs for characters in those games. We see a quick shot of X-Wings again. Yeah, which the, I'm looking forward to that scene in the film. It looks amazing. And I think it just cuts to the Millennium Falcon at this point, doesn't it? Yeah, we've got a few snippets of like uh, the new characters on... Uh, at, oh, that's not Spider. That's not Tatooine they're on. <laughs> Yeah, it's I've I've seen that. Yeah, it's everyone was assuming it's Tatooine, but it's it's not, is it? It's it's supposed to be like Jakku. It's called Jakku. That's it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then we will get the another great um, scene of the Millennium Falcon being chased, and it seems to fly into like the back of a not a star destroyer. What they called the big ones? Yeah, I think it's supposed to be a super star destroyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah like someone's like confirmed. Yeah, like flying into the engine in the back, and then you hear Chewie, and then you see Han Solo and Chewbacca, and you get a bit tearful and. Erect. I wonder what all that bit's about. I mean, if it's in the film and it's not just specially shot for the trailer, mm. um, I can only assume it's like them getting back on board the Millennium Falcon for the first time. Yeah, but why they got their weapons out? Who's on the Falcon? Mm, I mean, you do see yeah. that brief shot of the new droid, like peeping around the corner and what looks like the Falcon. So maybe at one point, someone's like, because I've heard some, there's some fucking that spoiler guy who might be 90% bullshit, but the. Mm. the the guy you see in the X-Wing, Paul Dameron, like, flies the Millennium Falcon a lot during the film, so... Right. Maybe he's there on the... Maybe he's Leia gave it... They gave him the fucking Falcon and Hans pissed off about it. Yeah, something like that. Or maybe he lost it in some form or something. Yeah, or yeah. It, it crashed or... You don't know, do you? No, yeah. no, I just think there's so many... That's the great thing about these teasers. I just hope... Probably not, because J.J. Abrams is good at keeping shit a secret, but I just hope when the proper first trailer comes out, there's not too much in there, because mm-hmm. I don't really want to know much. I wouldn't have thought so because, like I say again, going back to Star Trek Into Darkness, like it, it was a pretty right up until like the premiere night, people were still discussing who um, thingy Benedict Cumberbatch played and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's quite impressive that they, they managed to do that. Really, I'm hoping that's what they do. I mean, obviously, it's, it's slightly different from Star Wars because it, it. I mean, I know Star Trek fans are fanatical and stuff, but. I don't know. It's just such a big lumbering thing, Star Wars. That mm. there's, it's like I think it's leakier than Star Trek yeah. potentially. And yeah, stuff. I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's about it. I mean, did you watch the version with the crowd reaction? I did. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Isn't it? Yeah, they just go mad at the end. Everyone's so happy. Yeah. 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 It's a good fan service trailer, really, isn't it? Mm, it's great. Did you see the JJ? Because apparently all those people have been waiting like twelve hours to get in for that Q and A, and JJ Abrams bought like two hundred people pizza. Yeah, so, yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, he seems like a fucking cool guy. A lot of people fucking like to hate J.J. James, but I fucking don't really see the hate at all. No, it's weird. He's given, like, people a, a humongous amount of entertainment over the years. Oh. Like, you know, I mean, love or hate Lost and stuff and all that. Some people go on at him like he's Michael Bay or Brett Ratner or something. I'm like, what if I don't get it at all? Mm. It's like, it's his films are so inoffensive. <laughs> mm. I mean, fair enough, you don't like what he did to Star Trek, but... Fucking, it would have been, it's fucking better than what someone else would have done. Yeah, and I always say, like, all those fucking haters on those two Star Trek films, and it's normally the hardcore Star Trek fan that hates them. Mm. So, he did what needed to be done to Star Trek in order to get it. That's why the Star Trek films have always, like, in the main, kind of tanked. Mm. Because the Star Trek films. Yeah. The, the, the films that are made for, like, a small audience with, like, slow-moving ships and, like, loads of dialogue and stuff, and basically in order to get a film like popular in the sci-fi franchise like that it has to be kind of exciting and stuff and, mm. and, 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 and though it's not like he took it and made it fucking uber uber mainstream it's, it's still just gonna mm. appeal to like 
comic slash sci-fi fans. Yeah, yeah. Still, it's just... still people I know who are like, I'm like, well, it's not like the TV show, you know, and they'll just be like, nah, I'm still not watching it, fuck Star Trek, so... Yeah. Now, you try to make the film just appeal to people that aren't fans either. Like, they could go into the movie without knowledge of Star Trek, mm. like, consume the movie and come out happy, yeah. rather than being like, who was that character? Why did that character say that? Yeah, so, fuck that, it. Yeah. I commend him for doing it, and I hope he does it with the new Star Wars films. Like, you don't have to be a hardened Star Wars fan who knows fucking the Endors from the Hoths and stuff. Yeah, I think it's going to be like that, but it's totally yeah. good. But it, there's going to be so much in there for Star Wars fans as well. Mm-hmm. Another thing I kept reading, that there's a fucking a flashback scene in the film. Right. That'll be weird. Star Wars never done that. Star Wars first, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's that. Uh, I didn't know until because obviously the Force Awakens trailer took all, over all the news. But the um, first spin-off called Rogue One had a trailer there as well. <laughs> oh, did it? Yeah, not not much. Just very very small because I don't even think they've started filming yet. It's just a specially made mm. teaser. But the, the, what they're calling the spin-offs now are the anthology films. So they're going to mm. be the official title for them. Crap, isn't it? I can't believe all this shit's happening. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but the trailer is just like a shot of like a lake. It's probably I don't know where it's supposed to be. Maybe. It's Alderaan or something we're like and then pans up trees you see a TIE fighter fly overhead well it won't be Alderaan actually you see a TIE fighter fly overhead then it goes up to the sky and you can see like in the clouds the death like a huge death star that's it mm. and then well, like, it could be Alderaan I guess mm, I suppose yeah. A, yeah depending on the, the timing of it yeah except between three and four uh, three and four yeah mm, right yeah uh, um, and then yeah it looks cool though. and then you just get some radio chatter like war chatter like people getting killed and stuff and it just says Rogue yeah. One that's it so we'll see it's Gareth Edwards doing that who did um, he did Godzilla I think didn't he mm. yeah. yeah so yeah that's that um, good time to be a Star Wars fan basically it is yeah I mean you know I was, we'll, we'll, you can go back and listen to the show when they first announced the Disney deal and the new movies we were a bit sceptical but now as soon as the trailer comes out we're like ah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, and I commend George Lucas for like giving up his franchise. To be honest, and yeah, I don't know, just because you know you could have just took it to the grave, basically. Mm-hmm. Like the whole thing, um, you know, it might have been another twenty years until you saw another Star Wars film, and it, it needs doing because like the Star Wars franchise in its sort of previous slash current state is kind of butchered, <laughs> really. Yeah, you know, with all the people taking the mick out of the uh, prequel. Mm. trilogies and Han Solo shot first and all that sort of stuff I think someone needs to like put it back on its sort of rightful throne as like you know the the, the, the leading sort of uh, franchise in sci-fi there was a point it's like in the fucking uh, Q&A where J. James was just hit pushing as, as hard as he could that this is going to have so much more practical lived in like actual sets and yeah. Obviously CGI, but he wants it to feel real like the original movies didn't. It got like a pop from the crowd, like you wouldn't believe. And I wonder if Lucas is watching that, like, but my films are alright as well. <laughs> hey, what's wrong with Attack of the Clones? Like, fucking everything, George. <laughs> yeah, everything. Start to finish. Yeah. So, next big trailer um, Batman vs Superman, Dawn of Justice. Um, justice. justice. There's three sample voices. The, the first one is a kind of generic voice Justice. Uh, the second one is Martin Sheen. Yes, yes. And the third one, it's my favourite, uh, Louis Armstrong. Yes, yes. Uh, because, you know, fucking idiot Warner Brothers were like, yeah, here's a five-second teaser for the two-minute teaser that's out at the end of the week, and then you can book your ticket to see it in the cinema. Yeah, like, it's not going to leak. 
Yeah. Fucking idiots, man. Why do a teaser for a teaser? I hate that yeah, shit. Yeah, teaser, teaser. Yeah. That's pretty, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then it leaked, and literally the next day, Warner Brothers, as I fucking predicted, were like, oh, just release the fucking trailer online. Yeah. Uh, so, the word. so, yeah, <clears throat> looks darker than expected. Obviously, I guess they're going for Fucking dark. But that's two minutes, though. It could just be the yeah. dark teaser, <laughs> you know. That's just... This film just fucked right off. <laughs> honestly, I just watched it and was like, ugh. I don't know if it's just bad timing because of the Star Wars trailer. Probably, or, yeah. I just The Star Wars trailer fills you with such joy. <laughs> I know there's something wrong with these, that, that franchise. I came out with Man of Steel just not happy, mm, basically. Yeah. And now they're going to launch into like this kind of alien concept. Of like these two main super superheroes facing off against one another and stuff, and I, I don't like the title. Um, I don't like Superman at all, basically in this world, like at all. Yeah. Um, I don't like the way he's portrayed. I don't think he's sta- he, he, like he doesn't stand for like what originally was sort of conceived as like this hero and stuff. And I just think they've taken it to Marvel and stuff. Well, that's all they're fucking trying to do, isn't it? Let's be yeah. honest. Get some of that Marvel money. <laughs> Yeah, and fuck knows why Lego Batman turns up at one point. (laughs) He's in his armor. (laughs) Yeah, bollocks. I'm going to say this, though. I honestly think, even if the films is a giant turd, Mm. which it might be, you never know, um, I I think people will come out of it going, but Ben Affleck proved us wrong, he was a great Batman. I honestly think Batman Batman in the film is going to fucking be awesome. Yeah, me too, I would agree with that. I I mean, that's why I'm frustrated as well, because I kind of just wanted to see an Affleck Batman film. Mm. To be honest, yeah, I know what you mean. They should have done that. They should have right. They should have gone right. I have spent two minutes on the internet. Jesus, people hated Man of Steel. Firstly, they should have said, um, "Let's take another stab at that Superman thing." We'll still cast the same guy, and we'll just now that we've set up his bullshit fucking origin story. Because let's face it, Man of Steel was basically just one big origin story, yeah, and um, from start to finish. Now that we've set him up, let's do another film where he is Superman. Let's give people what they want. Just him fucking flying around being heroic. Introduce Lex Luthor. Yeah, yeah. Introduce Lex Luthor. Let's get a a, a, a bat fleck, as people say, movie out there. Get his character established. We'll, we'll drop the origin story this time because every fucker knows who Batman is, mm. and and we'll just get him being a badass and establish him as being quite dark. And then we'll have the two characters face off. Yeah, and like they should have done that. Yeah, because there's no setup. Nah, so. It will be in the film, but I, it, it'll probably feel a bit rushed. Yeah, I would have thought so. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, look, I, I'm I'm happy to stand corrected. I'm I'm hoping it's it'll be. Cool. Oh, you of course hope it's fucking great. But yeah, the trailer's not giving us anything really. If anything, it's it's pushed us further away. I, I, I just like all Superman. Like, I mean, I know he isn't, but Superman's kind of like hinted at being a bad guy in this film and stuff. Um, and all like the dark imagery with these fucking soldiers, like in. Injustice, mm. the Injustice comics or whatever. It's just like, oh, I don't know, I just wish they didn't go down that route. Because, yeah. I mean, it is all from, is it Dark Knight, Dark Knight Returns? Like, where the fight, yeah. where the first off and he's like, like hired to take down Superman, or, but Superman's tired to take down Batman, I can't remember which way it is in the comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is all based on, like, actual existing canon stuff. Mm. Yeah. One thing I did love, though, was, I don't know if it's just, if it is from that scene, or if this is going to be what Batman sounds like all the time, but the voice modulator is such a fucking good idea. I think that's mm. something from the comic as well, which they've never used in the film, and so much better. It sounds more menacing, it sounds stranger and more scary, and he doesn't have to sound like a shitty death metal singer like Christian Bale. <laughs> yeah. Brr. 
Um, yeah, I wonder if that's just like your suit, mm. or, like just or that, like the armor suit type one. of thing. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully not, because I think that sounds fucking great, and it doesn't quite sound like Ben Affleck, but you can tell it's him. Yeah, yeah. I know you gotta admit that's a badass line when he's like, "Do you bleed? You will." I quite like. That. Yeah. No, I'll definitely be rushing to the cinema to see it. Like, for all I'm like bitching about it, like, mm. <laughs> I'll, I'll be like front and centre sort of thing. Um, and like all the the stuff, like the the Batman suit and stuff, looks really ace. It does, yeah. Like that brief shot where he comes out with some wreckage. I was like, fuck me, that looks like Batman. Totally like Frank Miller, sort of yeah. like Batman. Mm. Um, so yeah, like I said, my biggest frustration is I just wish it was a Batman film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just like, yeah. like I say, you never know if it comes out and like it, it'll obviously make fucking shitloads of money. Mm. And if all the reviews are like, fucking hell, Batman was awesome in it, but the film wasn't too hot, then hopefully after this they'll go, you know what, fuck Justice League, let's just make a new Batman trilogy. Yeah, yeah. We did get some um, fucking Jeremy Irons in the trailer, though, voiceover. Mm-hmm. And uh, some fucking Eisenberger or whatever the fuck he's called as well. Jesse Cheeseburgers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's quite a few voice talents uh, over, uh, like put over in the trailer, actually, mm. yeah. But yeah, he's talking when Affleck's on screen, isn't he? Mm, yes. He's giving some, like, classic Alfred advice, but unfortunately no uh, mention of tangerines or Burma. <laughs> tangerines? When I was in Burma. <laughs> That's probably the one thing I won't miss about oh, I will. Fucking hell, I love my old Ken's <laughs> fucking speeches. Like, I loved him as Alfred. I think, to be honest, he probably, for me, he, in, unless I'm, I'm convinced otherwise, he makes a better Alfred than uh, Jeremy Irons, I imagine. Just visually, in my mind. Yeah, yeah. I think, he, 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 like, I imagine Alfred looking like that more mm. than Jeremy Irons. Plus, Jen- Jeremy Irons will probably fucking eat the scenery the entire Can't movie. Can't wait. Just... <laughs> He'll be, like, <laughs> be like, safety catches off. <laughs> shoots, shoots fucking Superman in the knees. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst eating an egg. <laughs> if only. That would be brilliant. <laughs> no, I mean, I just, I, again, I, I'm open to... You know, to to stand corrected and stuff. I just kind of think like it, it is a, quite an odd choice for Alfred because mm. I don't know. He's like he's an atypical bad guy, basically. Yeah, you think Jeremy Irons, you think bastard, don't you? Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe he'll knock it out of the park. Like we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, also, um, poor Fantastic Four reboot knocked the trailer out uh, in the middle of all this. Why the fuck did we do that? Why the bother? Yeah. I think the last trailer just snuck out and people were like. Fuck this! <laughs> found it. I've not, I've not even watched it. Like. I watched it. It looks okay. Yeah, I know Doctor Doom turned up, didn't he? At one point in the trailer or something. Brief one shot of him looking over his shoulder. Yeah, yeah that's fantastic. For <laughs> who cares? It's just, really? It just kind of just what? looks like far too much. Like they've tried to aim it towards like tweens because all the characters look about nineteen. Mm. And I'm like, come on, man! It's, it's weird that they that they've gone in for that series at all because I think even like from what I've read I mean I, I could be wrong here but from what I've read on Reddit and stuff um, even like the comic book fans aren't behind the Fantastic Four anymore and stuff mm. it's kind of like a dead franchise yeah so like why the fuck they, they feel the need to make movies out of it just it's because like, they've got the license and if they don't do something with it they'll be losing money I guess yeah yeah. I, we've talked previously haven't we about the whole movie deal with that yeah they like, can't do anything yeah yeah like the comics like all the comic writers are basically all told unanimously like don't create anything new for the Fantastic <laughs> Four because it'll automatically drop into like the contract that, that must, Sony has that must be shit <laughs> yeah, it's got like no creative freedom or anything yeah grim so the Jurassic <laughs> World trailer you just watched uh how was that? Yeah, you know, it was all right, yeah. I, I'm, I'm like, interested, shall I say. Mm. 
it, it it's higher in my pecking order than Terminator Genesis. That's kind of where it's at. Yeah, that film for me, it, it looks all right. It's it's all center. It's a weird concept. Like it's all centered around just one dinosaur that's like super intelligent, mm. running around wrecking shit and stuff. Um, you see a, a few shots of Chris Pratt like um, with like Velociraptors. That, like kind of, I mean, it was already known, but it like actually visually confirms it that he's like training them and stuff. Yeah, they mentioned it in that short scene they released like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and the, the like these guard dogs and shit. Mm. Yeah. This, it's hard again hard to tell it doesn't really because of the type of film it is and the type of trailer it is it's just all like dinosaurs roaring at the screen and people screaming and running away from yeah, the camera yeah yeah uh, just in, I'm interested it looks very very digital I will say that about it yeah <laughs> very digital looking film it's all like, <laughs> like everything's sharp and stuff Chris Pratt's, Pratt's face is like fucking I don't know like just really uber silky and clean looking and stuff in case no one knows <laughs> that's the noise we make when something looks ridiculously glossy <laughs> um, so yeah it's totally like protect- well obviously it's like the opposite of, of like films like the new Star Wars and that it's like uh, heavily reliant on CGI basically mm, oh, yeah. I don't know what, what, if that's what's given it its look a very, a very slick look yeah, well, all films look the fucking same to me these days <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they all have the same visual sort of thing going on. Yeah, yeah. It's just because, like, just filmed on digital and stuff. It mm. gives them, like, quite a, a sort of unique look. Yeah, so... But like I said, when that film could just be fucking Chris Pratt with his shirt off, playing with dinosaur toys for three hours, and it would make fucking billions. <laughs> yeah, so he's a, he's a very popular actor at the minute, like, mm-hmm. Chris Pratt. Yes, yeah. Uh, wonder where he'll go from here. Like. Well, wasn't this popular when he had a fucking belly? I'll just say that. <laughs> you lost all because he is actually quite. He's naturally quite a, a rotund fella. Yeah. Actually, like I've seen, basically, whenever he's not like in like in the process of making a film, he, he's like naturally quite like stocky and stuff. I think it was until he had the shape of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy he was just quite a you know average looking mm-hmm. tubby bloke. Yeah. That's uh, that's women for you though. Fucking fattest, a lot of them. <laughs> um, it'd be interesting to see where his career goes. It's like we've said previously, like will he be the new Indiana Jones? Fucking knows? hope not. Just leave that, leave that alone. <laughs> fucking hell. Oh, I don't know. I, I could see him as an Indiana Jones. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of like a bit of a Chris Pratt fan. No, I like him. I like him. Don't don't get us wrong. I'll much rather be behind him than fucking Benedict Cumberbatch and uh, fucking Tom fucking Hiddleston but yeah. it's just one of those things that all of a sudden it's like you know bandwagon shite and people only like it's just got a big girl fan base because he's fucking attractive mm. like girls can do that and it's fine if I'm like oh fuck, I love Jennifer Lawrence just because she's hot it's like fucking sexist yeah I suppose <laughs> it's true like isn't it yeah yeah Double standards. Yeah, get, um, get called a pig and all that shit. Did you see all the, those pictures? I'm just thinking about Chris Pratt. Did you see all those pictures on Reddit of um, when him and is it oh, Chris, Chris Evans? Is it Chris Evans? I always get the fucking name. The guy that played Captain America. Uh-huh. Yeah, or oh, they did the uh, charity thing. Yeah, they did the charity thing. Yeah, where they went to the hospital and that. I always laugh at like <laughs> fucking uh, Chris Evans is like in full costume mm. as Captain America. Yeah. And you can blatantly tell that Chris Pratt's turned up and be like, oh, fuck, I didn't realise we're doing costumes. <laughs> so, like, he's, like, borrowed a fucking Guardians of the Galaxy baseball cap or something. Oh, I know, I think they did a thing, though, didn't they, where, like, they, they did some, like, friendly bet where, like, the loser had to come to some event in costume. Oh, was that it, was it? Yeah, but... Uh, but I just thought that it was, like, uh, Chris Evans being awesome. <laughs> no, because they did it the other way around as well. Because I remember thinking at the time, it's like, that's a bit shit. It's like, you lose the bet, you've got to do something nice. I was like, how does yeah. that work? But I was right, it's not really that, because, like, they did it 
again, and then Chris Pratt went dressed up as um, yeah, I, know, like, I just thought it was really funny, like <laughs> the way I imagined it. Like he was like, and just put on a baseball cap, and like he's totally outdone me here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just comes in with a little cheap gun from the pound shop and that. But yeah, that was pretty cool. That like going seeing the kids and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I love seeing stuff like that. It's like that class time when um, Ron Perlman got. Ended up his full-on Hellboy makeup and went to visit that kid. I was like, that's fucking brilliant. Any Johnny Depp, didn't he? Went to some fucking random English school, didn't he? Yeah, like fucking Cumbria or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just turned up. Yeah. People went mental. That's Jack Sparrow. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's it. That's the fucking half an hour worth of trailer roundup. I'm a bit trailered out, actually. I'm starting to get fucking sick. Yeah. Every time I go on Reddit, they're just like... Trailer for the new Dyson Hoover and stuff. <laughs> I've been leaked from that. It's like, oh, fuck off. I'm sick of trailers. <laughs> like, it's trailer fever at the moment on Reddit. Like. You're just going to be walking around all day with <laughs> in your head all the time. Aren't you? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Fucking sick. Right, that's enough for trailers. I just, I just feel like, because with video games as well, uh, there's like trailers for like Star Wars Battlefront oh, and shit yeah, flying around that looks good that looks good and it, it does yeah look, I can't, I'm really excited for that as well mm-hmm. um, but I'm not I just I'm a bit like overdone with consumerism and stuff. yeah <laughs> I just feel like uh, like which it's quite cool that we're doing Running Man because it's kind of linking into those themes and stuff <laughs> yeah, true. like the media fucking pushing stuff down your throat and stuff I think now it's like they're the all that's the big trailers done for a couple of months Hopefully, yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Avengers and Mad Max are out next month, mm-hmm. so yeah. no more from them. And uh, yeah. there won't be another Star Wars trailer only at the end of the year, so... Yeah, you're probably right, actually, yeah, now that we're, we're sort of getting fully into summer and stuff. Yeah, I can't really think of any more films that are on the horizon that haven't had a <coughs> trailer yet that everyone's looking forward to, so... No, I guess not, actually. Um, yeah. yeah, thank fuck. <laughs> yeah. So shall we get to the review then, sir? Yes, right. So The Running Man from uh, TriStar Pictures was released November 30, 1987 with a budget of $27 million. It made a quite respectable $38 million, but not as big as uh, Predator the year before, well, earlier in the year that made something like $100 million. Mm. Uh, based loosely on the novella by the same name by Richard Bachman, uh, which is a pseudonym uh, used for who, sir? Stephen King. Yes, of course. And amusingly, when the rights were acquired by producer Rob Cohn, he had no idea it was a Stephen King novel, but I don't think anyone did back then. I was going to say, I, it was, I think it was only leaked in, like, 89 or something, finally, after he'd done, like... Uh, like four or five mm. oops yeah <laughs> didn't he used to use that to do his non-horror stuff like sci-fi stuff in that Basically, yeah. Yeah. Uh, directing duties originally handled by Andrew Davis fresh off the Chuck Norris vehicle Code of Silence but he was fired eight days into production due to apparently going eight million dollars over budget and being four, four days behind schedule you are that's kind of bad, isn't it? it? Is, like, like, it's going over budget and then it's going eight million. Like over a million budget. a day. <laughs> <laughs> he was replaced by none other than my hero, Starsky himself, Paul Michael Glazer, making his theatrical directorial debut. But Arnie's commented in the past that Glazer's Hiram was a quote unquote terrible decision as he quote unquote shot the movie like it was a TV show, which makes sense because uh, Glazer's, Glazer's previous work was uh, all TV. He directed some episodes of Starsky and Hutch in Miami Vice. So mm-hmm. this will be common knowledge to uh, US. Listeners, of course, but Richard Dawson, who plays the douchebag uh, game show host uh, Killian, 
uh, was the host of Family Feud in America for quite a while prior to this. And uh, for UK listeners, fam- it's like Family Fortunes is, is here. So I imagine Les Dennis playing a villain in a Statham movie or something. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awful. Oh, awesome. I'm not sure. I think it'd be pretty cool. <laughs> we just busted out his foot in Coronation Street impressions now and then. And, uh, the film, of course, stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, Maria Conchita Alonso, Richard Dawson, Yvette Cotto, Jim Brown, Mick Fleetwood, randomly, uh, and Jesse Slackjawed Faggots, Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> so, sir, tell us what this big bag of neon daft covered spandex is all about. Ben Richards is a wrongly accused honest guy, thrown in with a sickening reality TV show where contestants are methodically hunted down like dogs. Richards must not only fight for his life, but also for the truth. <laughs> So we'll play a small clip and then we'll talk about the movie. What's inside the zone? The runners have three hours. They've got to go through all four game plots. Three hours or less and they're going to need every second because you know who's on their tail. It's time to start running! On your marks! Get set! Killian, I'll be back. Only in a rerun. So we're open with a text crawl that informs us it's 2017. It's not far away, it says. Not far away. Never, folks, never date your film. No, just say in the near future. (laughs) (laughs) Let's face it, because it's going to be ridiculous in a couple of years. Not that it's already ridiculous. It is fucking ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, like films like this and Demolition Man and stuff, they just had a nasty habit of putting a death clock in the films. Yeah, same Blade Runner does it as well. Yeah. yeah, when's Blade Run again? Like 2020 or something? Oh. Uh, I think so. We're still not far something off that like either, that. Yeah. yeah. The best one yeah. is Mad Max in a few years from now. Oh, in the near mm-hmm. future, I can't remember what it is. But yeah, it's just that. Then it, it always, you always look like it's always in the future. It's always lurking. Yeah, you know? yeah definitely. Uh, but the world's gone to shit, as you'd imagine. Uh, and TV is controlled by the state and all the TV is like horrible bits. It's kind of like it is now. It's all shit. Yeah, I mean, I will say this. Uh intentional unintentional i'm not sure because it, obviously it's not really a feature in the book as, as much as it is in this but like i don't know it's like reality tv and stuff yeah it's it's kind of an interesting like parallel mm-hmm. uh that like you know people do sort of invest in this reality shit uh and and watch it and stuff and it's all like rubbish and and also like all the the stuff about like believing like whatever the media tell you about like the news and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is great. And, you know, like, Ben Richards is, like, portrayed as being this evil guy and stuff and that. And I don't know, it's just kind of true. Like, you know, people do. that. They just accept whatever the media tell them these days and the news and stuff. So it's kind of cool that it's sort of represented in the film like that. Like, you know, like, there's two things going on. There's, like, his struggle to, like, just survive in the game show. But there's also just the fact that, like, it, it's, like, the media is corrupt as fuck mm-hmm. and stuff. And there's the whole thing of, like... um because you know reality TV wasn't a thing then, mm, not really. Yeah. And, not it, really. and it's that whole thing of like 
violence in TV and stuff having to become more extreme to fucking satisfy people. Like, people mm. are so desensitised now. Mm. And this is probably... Honestly, I think if the world keeps going the way it is, we'll have a running man type TV show in 2017. Well, that's it, yeah. I mean, you know, started with, like, Big Brother and stuff and that. Uh, We've and always said it's... Big Brother needs more death in it. <laughs> if only. <laughs> you know, it's progressed to, to other things, like that fucking jungle programme and stuff. And yeah, that, and yeah. Yeah, definitely. It could... Uh, I could see it conceivably happening in, in a dystopian future, definitely. I've always wanted the man with, like, I'm a celebrity and stuff to just just kidnap an Amazon cannibal tribe and just let them loose. <laughs> just see what happens. If only. I just want to see what happens. <laughs> uh, but then we cut to a bunch of uh, cops slash, like, government enforcer types in a helicopter. The helicopter's piloted by Arnie, and they're on the way to sort of quell a riot, but he's basically ordered to kill unarmed homeless people because the government are a bunch of wankers. And he's all like, no, there's women down there. And also deer. They are just hungry people. <laughs> no. He's very Arnie in this city. <laughs> yeah, we'll get, yeah some, we'll get some prime Arnie gruntle, grunting noises at this point. I love this film just for the fact that it always reminds me of those soundboards. <laughs> so, I know there's so many fucking lines that were taken for those prank calls, isn't there? <laughs> I hope you leave enough room because I'm going to ram it into your stomach. <laughs> I just pissed myself when he just comes in and goes, you must be very proud of yourself. That's the answer to it from the fucking Yeah. Yeah, the amusingly, um, a couple of years ago, I saw a mashup of this and uh, the 70s King Kong movie, oh, yeah. which was, it made it look like it was Arnie versus King Kong. And then in the trivia, just like getting some facts for the review and stuff, it said the helicopter footage used in this film is stock footage from 76 King Kong. <laughs> Yeah, so maybe someone good. read that and thought, I'm going to do a fucking mashup. Fuck it. Yeah, why not? Yeah, but he disobeys them and they will cut uh, 18 months later and Arnie's in sort of like a prison slash steel mill in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, all bearded up. Mm. Cool as fuck. And this is where, uh, I guess, Battle Royale got its influence. Maybe. Yeah. It's certainly uh, head... I mean, there's a lot going on that's similar. Head collars and, uh, and like a game show where they have to be killed off sort of thing mm. and dystopian future. That's what I was thinking. I was like, this is probably the first film to do that. I mean, I know they've done the, like, you know, hunting men for sport thing before in films and that, but I guess and this is where it started with the game show aspect. I know there's been a few films after they've ripped off Running Man with the electronic necklaces before Battle Royale and stuff, but I'm guessing this is the main influence. Yeah, I would have thought so because you know Japan's of like often like quite influenced by American culture and stuff and like big films like and this. Arnie's huge in Japan. He did all those fucking weird adverts and that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, they've got the restraint around the neck. The prison surrounded by like an electronic perimeter. If you pass that, your head explodes pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arnie's Maras, your vet great, your vet Cordo, and uh, one of the Proclaimers. <laughs> Yeah, he does look with his glasses and that. His name's Vice, isn't it? But in my notes, I kept missing his name, so I just called him Proclaimer. (laughs) Proclaimer guy. Maui. Arnie and Coda stage a fight to get the guards' attention, and a riot breaks out, and an inmate called Chico. Poor Chico. Poor Chico. Poor Hispanic Chico. He kind of wait to get the M. (laughs) (laughs) You knew he was going to die when you saw like a lineup of all American stars and that, and you're like, oh, God, the Hispanic guy's going to die. There's Chico, he's going to die. But yeah, he tries to run off when they're trying to... um, What's the, turn it off? I couldn't think of it. Turn it off, basically, yeah. They're putting in the code. There's a bit of a problem. The disable... They're like something, the alarm, but they haven't disabled the perimeter fence yet. Yeah, and then really a nice fucking shot because he, as he's running in the mm. one shot, his head explodes. That's really nice. 
Mm, yeah, I always remember, like, as a, a very, very young child seeing this, I was kind of like, I was a bit freaked out by that bit when his head exploded. It's a scene that always stuck in my head. The bit that always stuck in my head for being like, oh, that was that was brutal, is the bit at the end with the... the spikes, is it? Um, no, well, yeah, that scene, but when Ventura chucks... Um, Alonzo into the barbed wire and she just twats uh, into it. I was always like, fuck, that's horrible. Yeah, like, they probably wouldn't do that these days. It, it, I don't know, like, she just flops on it dead. Yeah, and it's like, it's a really nasty looking stunt, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the escape into the outside world and we meet fucking Mick Fleetwood from Fleetwood Mac. And I was like, right, I haven't seen mm. this for a long time. So when I read in the credits, I was like, Mick Fleetwood's in it. And then <laughs> reading up, apparently he's playing himself. Yeah, just Mick, isn't it? Because yeah. yeah, he says like, they took my music from me, so I was like, so he is playing Mick Fleetwood. <laughs> so <laughs> weird. Yeah, pretty strange. Mm. Um, it's because it's his first acting role one at this point. Yeah, film, yeah, yeah, yeah. Frank Zappa's son, Dweezil, which is the greatest name of all time. Of course, Frank Zappa would call his kid Dweezil. He's <laughs> yeah. his uh, right-hand man as well, so there's a bit of music, music and wrestling connection in this film. Mm, yeah, and plus, like, I mean, we'll get to it, but, like, yeah. Uh, the Amber character, she's like a musician and stuff. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit of a music thing going on. Yeah, see, whoever like um, adapted this had a big music and wrestling hard on, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll meet Killian, who there's the host of Running Man. Is it Damien Killian? I always forget his first name. Damien, yeah. I think he's called something else in the in the book. Ah. Dan. But Damien, yeah. Uh, and he's coming into the TV station and he's... Uh, Damon. Damon. Damon, sorry. yeah. Yeah, go on, sir. And uh, the janitor ends up getting water on his feet, and he's like, it's okay, man, it's okay, it's fine. And then basically says, he's fired. <laughs> I love that, it's yeah. Such a twat, it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the trivia on IMDb, it says that, like, a lot of people commented that it was, like, an accurate representation yeah, of I them. saw that. His ex-employees <laughs> were like, yeah, it's not too far from the fucking truth. <laughs> I suppose I could believe it. And like. if that's true, no wonder he's so good in the film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, because it's like... Sort of art imitating life almost, or mm. <laughs> the other way around. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's cool. And we'll see uh, Sven Olthorsen's uh, first mm. appearance in the first of his first two famous security guard roles. I was going to say, let's just face it, he's just Le Force. in the future. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, it, it really, I mean, I'm always like semi aware of it, but whenever I watch Running Man, it, it, always, it always surprises how similar he looks. Yeah. <laughs> he's like the exact same costume and everything. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Obviously, Kevin Smith just loved this, this film. I was going to say, yeah, he, didn't, he doesn't mention that, but I wonder if he did hire him yeah. because of the running man. I know he's in, like, fucking every Arnie film from this period. He's always a bad guy mm. or something. But, yeah, it's just funny how he's a security yeah. guard. In this <laughs> yeah, exact same, like, blue shirt on with, like, the little pockets and everything. It's, like, the same deal. Yeah, if he just had a little straw hat on, it would be perfect. <laughs> Someone should just, like, uh, yeah, like, merge those two films together. <laughs> yeah, <totally. laughs> it's a shame they call him Sven, because it would have been better. Although he could be called Sven LaForce, you never know. Yeah, could just be his surname, yeah. yeah. Sven. He kind of plays a mute in this film as well, interestingly. Yeah, he says, like, until, he says until, one, until one line, maybe? Yeah, one line right at the very end, mm. yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Arnie's heading to his brother's flat to lay low for a bit, and for some reason he's dressed like a child pretending to be a bricklayer. <laughs> with these comedy small hard hat and stuff. Yeah, I was like, that's odd, that look. It's, it's probably supposed to be like, hey, in the future, this is what hard hats yeah. look like, but it looks like he's just wearing a kid's fucking hard hat. <laughs> it's like total Bob the Builder or something. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to see Jesse Ventura's fucking awesome Captain Freedom workout video, which is so camp. Obviously, intentionally camp, but it's fucking great yeah. to see Ventura just be a massive ham. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is really cool. Uh, and total 80s as well. I love it. It screams 80s. That's what I love about it. It's like it's set in the future, but the 80s still exists, apparently. <laughs> 
Uh, and obviously we'll meet uh, the lovely Maria Conchita Alonso. A, which, I love her. I love her name. As well. Yeah, exactly. It's the most Hispanic name ever. Yeah, but it's so exotic as well. I love her. I've got to be honest. As a child, I fucking had a humongous crush on her. Like. I think I did as well. Because when I got to that bit where he ties her up on the thing and she's in a negligee, I was like. Phew. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Like between this and like Predator Two and stuff, yeah, it's just she's a she's a badass lady, basically. Once again, though, it hasn't had that sort of big a break in Hollywood. No, after the after Predator Two, I mean, I think she probably I think she did a lot of TV. Was it? I know she was in. Because um, I was surprised when I was watching the film. She's in uh, Lords of Salem. She's the professor's wife. Right. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, she's now living in his brother's flat, and he's like, "What are you doing here?" And I'll let, and then he ties her up like a twat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a bit of a dick in this scene, really, aren't he? He's supposed to be this wrongly accused guy, but he's just like tying her up, fucking knocking her around, nicking her money, <laughs> and then like breaking her fucking workout gear and stuff and that. Yeah, but, I know what a dick. Yeah, you're probably right, and he's like threatening to snap her neck and stuff. Yeah, it's Christ. <laughs> like, no wonder he didn't exactly win her over. Like, yeah, not really. <laughs> just fucking double crosses him. Yeah. And he forces her, like a dick, uh, to go to Honolulu with him so he can escape the country. Yeah. But yeah, which is in that bloody outfit. Nice legs, I've got to say. Mm. Nice legs, mm. indeed. Mm. I love the line when uh, she says, like, oh, you know, I'll be sick, I love you, I get really bad with, with uh, flight and stuff. And then he's like, it's okay, you wouldn't be able to tell with this shirt. <laughs> yeah, the big fucking loud Hawaiian shirt. Quite a funny line. But uh, shit kicks off at the airport, he's caught with a giant net, like a cartoon. How was like that? <laughs> yeah. That's the future, again. You know, in the future, people use nets and that. Yeah, they don't use nets them, have maybe. a big retro comeback in, the, in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> he's brought to Killian because uh, Killian has seen him on the news and was like this guy who's escaped from prison he'd be perfect on the TV show we need to boost the ratings pretty much mm. and he's brought to Killian he's like you know who I am you're the asshole on TV yeah <laughs> that's good and he blackmail, blackmails him into appearing on the show uh, by telling him if he doesn't do it uh, Yvette Cotto and the Proclaimer will go on instead mm. which really I mean I know he's spent a lot of time with him in prison and he's like but it, do we ever find out what they did? Obviously, uh, Vice was like some sort of hacker. Yeah. What did you bet Gordo do to get in prison? No, I suppose that... Is he the one that's supposed to be a teacher or something? Was it? I can't, I, I can't remember. They mentioned something about one of them being a teacher. I imagine it's just for, like, speaking out against the state or something. Yeah. If, if ever. It'll be something related. It's not like he's like, oh, I mean, he's a paedophile. <laughs> but he is all right, though. He is, he is me mate. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it's some fucking wrongly accused reason or something. <laughs> yeah, because you do get the impression people are just getting chucked in prison for the slightest yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, you got chucked in prison for not killing thousands of innocent people. So. <laughs> Basically. But yeah, it's the running man time. Now it's time for the show after they give Arnie some horrible injections in the fucking legs and face and stuff. Yeah, to make him, like, not as competitive as he could be. Yeah. Which is quite cool. Which doesn't work. Um, <laughs> No, basically, yeah, they quickly drop that story off, don't they? I was Arnie, man, he's got too much fucking testosterone running through him. Yeah, like, I always kind of expect that there would have been a scene where, like, he's he's not as strong as he thinks he is because of the injection or something. But they never really do anything with that scene. So I didn't, I didn't think that was far. I never realised that was supposed to be for the game. I thought it was just to keep him docile until the game starts or something. No, no, I think that because it, it briefly it gets mentioned and like something about giving them like mu- like muscle relaxants or something. Yeah, it like. would make sense because they don't want anyone to win, do they? Really? Basically, yeah. So again, it's quite cool that like they're corrupt as fuck. Yeah, 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 I love that angle. Like, yeah. you know, the pretending because I, I mean, the pretending that if you win the running man, you get like a chance at freedom and stuff. Basically, mm. 
but yeah, you, you don't basically have a chance, essentially. Uh, we'll get a big dance number to start the show, uh, which mm. apparently was choreographed by Paul Abdul. There you go. It yeah. was 1987. Uh, it's uh, an awesome sequence. <laughs> uh, apparently in 2019, Lycra and Big Hair and 80 style dance numbers made a comeback, which I'm happy about. <laughs> I can believe it, it'd be fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, as Arnie has been walked through the studio, Amber and a workmate watch him, and the workmate says something along the lines of, he could have raped you, then killed you, or killed you, then rape you, which seems to turn around the weird cow. She's all bite the lip, yeah. like, oh, lucky bitch. <laughs> yeah, I always think there's some fucking sexual undertones to that, and I'm like, that's weird. Because whenever I see that scene, I always kind of expect that to be all like, hmm, you never mentioned he was so hot or something. Yeah, because she's looking at him as if to say, oh, look at his ass." Yeah. <laughs> but, she's but, like, but, oh, yeah, I wish I was raped and killed by him. <laughs> it's like, like she just launches into a really dark world which is like odd <laughs> yeah. I like to think Amber doesn't leave at that point to dig up some dirt she's just like she's weird I'm going uh, yeah like I'm going to get away from it. <laughs> is it is it slightly before here as well isn't it where the, I think what what tips Amber's character off that something fishy's going on is Although he gets captured back at the airport with the net and stuff, it's a pretty harmless sort of uh, capture, really. He just gets taken down yeah. and taken into custody. But on the news, once again, he like, shot a guy in the face. Media, yeah. yeah, being corrupt and stuff, they're just like to brutalise it and sensationalise it more, the yeah, the makeup that he killed someone and stuff. So she kind of gets the, incl- the first inkling at this point, like, wait a minute. Something's it's not right, right, yeah. Quite right, yeah, yeah. And then we get the classic line, who loves you and who do you love, which was, of course, in that song uh, by uh, <laughs> the Messiah. It was there uh, yeah. who did it. Yeah, it's just it's time thought. to start running. Yeah, I okay. used to love that when I was a kid. <laughs> you listen now and it's a bit shit, but yeah. I'll, 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 I'll stick it in here for folks to have a bit of a dance to. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Who loves you and who do you love? Without further ado, it's time to start Uh, oh, I love this bit. Arnie signs the contract, the agent's back, and fucking stops with the pen. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> It's the way he looks at Arnie. Yeah. They're probably unbelieving. Fucking hobbles off with it stuck in his back, hobbles off. Oh, I love that he's like the theatric, uh, he's like the appointed theatric lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. And he's a guy that always plays that character every time you see him. Yeah. He's always that sort of like Jewish yeah. lawyer guy. <laughs> Yeah, talk about uh, stereotyping yeah, of like shit. Yeah. I mean, speak, speaking of stereotyping, to segue onto another character, mm-hmm. we've got the uh, the infamous Kurt Fuller in this film as well. Yeah, always playing the, the slimy Weasley. Yeah. <laughs> always some like, fucking exact oh, or something. Yeah, yeah like sniveling and stuff. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> uh, they play an amazingly edited version of the massacre from the start of the film, which uh, Arnie was responsible for. Which is, you know, they can't even do that now. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, like, where do they get all the camera angles from? <laughs> it's just footage from the movie. <laughs> yeah, I do always laugh at that, yeah. Oh, I just... Wait, what happened The microphone just headbutted us in the eyes. <laughs> you need to get a stand. <laughs> so I knocked the cable. I'm, I, I, oh. I try to keep still so I don't fucking be mic in again. It's fucked about four times. <laughs> um, yeah, Cordo and the fucking Proclaimer fella of it anyway. Yeah. So Killy was lying. The twat. There you go. Bunch of bastards. And we get the I'll be back. Yeah. One of the good, one of the great I'll be backs, I think. Yeah, I mean, plus you got to remember it's still early days, 87 for this film, so mm. uh, whenever it was, 87, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So yeah, I'll be back was quite a sort of a new fresh thing back then. Yeah, not now yeah. when he says it fucking when he goes to the toilet and that. Yeah, and it's like, and it has some sort of relevance as well. The fact that he'll be back to get him and stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now it's just like I'll be back. Well, you're not going anywhere. Where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is it just me, or do a lot of films of this time period have like some sort of thing about? getting shuttled down some sort of like tube (laughs) it's always like omnipresent and like i can't even like think of any examples but there's just loads of stuff from my childhood with like people getting shuttled down tubes and stuff like cool runs and that (laughs) (laughs) no i think it's i don't know like it's fucking thunderbirds or something people jumping into tubes and it's just weird that like that seems to pop up quite a lot in films i must say this scene is the bit when I think running man, it's just this scene. Yeah, it's like the, all the G's on the face and stuff. It like. always made an impression on us as a kid because I was always like, it's sort of half like, that looks fun and that looks terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, they reach the bottom. I love how like the, the start, I mean, it's a big shithole like, zone they get chucked into anyway. Like, escape from New York sort of Yeah, thing, that's, I mean, at the start bit where they're just getting chased by guys on bikes and there's a big crowd like chucking shit at them and stuff. I like that bit. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Amber is uh, caught after she finds the raw footage of the massacre. I mean, surely this would be in a, like a vault somewhere in a different building, but never mind. No, just, it's just in an office and, that, any, that like, low level of people can get access to. Yeah, unlocked office and it just has like edited for TV version and raw non-incriminating footage <laughs> like clearly lived <laughs> well you know the, the the audience needs to swallow it quickly and easily <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just being picky but just like, no it's funny yeah I was totally laughing at the same thing going, <laughs> like why would they label it <laughs> uh, we'll meet the first of the stalkers who are like the hunters in the game that have got to hunt down all the, uh, the contestants uh, the first one is Sub-Zero played by the late uh, Professor Turo Tanaka whose real name is Charles Kalani Jr another expert wrestler wrestler actually mm. he wrestled in the wwwf in the 60s and he apparently also appears in last action hero right i saw that i was like oh yeah but i can't remember which scene is he in can you remember i can only assume he's like a henchman at the funeral or something yeah like that or... might be right yeah yeah something like that but do you think this is where they got the name from i mean it's obviously it's a it's a word but um do you think maybe they got the name for this for mortal kombat i mean mortal kombat got the name <laughs> from this yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it wasn't too much longer after that this film, uh, that the game came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never know, dear. Yeah, you know, Mortal, yeah, Mortal Kombat, like we said, is just a collection of all their favorite movies jammed into a fucking yeah. game. So, yeah, I mean, I always get the impression that yeah, like uh, Tobias and stuff, uh, and uh, Ed Boon or whatever, they were like big sort of movie buffs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. so I could believe it to be honest. Mm. Yeah. But uh, Sub Zero is his gimmick is a hockey gimmick. He's got a bladed hockey stick, ice skates, and he uh, knocks the proclaimer into a net, which traps him, which is quite funny. Just drags him yeah. on the ice for like twenty minutes and traps him into a net. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a fun scene, actually, isn't it? Mm. As well, rather than it being like a cruel scene, which you know, if this film was remade now, it would probably be like quite mean and stuff. Yeah, there'd be five more characters, disposable characters, that would get like gory as fuck deaths and stuff. Yeah, well, this it's kind of like. It is kind of fun, and like no one gets seriously hurt until the end when he gets like chopped or whatever. He's, he's had, his neck gets cut or something. Yeah, only like grabs the like, part of the fence he's buggered, pulls off all the barbed wire, and wraps it around his neck. Well, I just mean it's like it kind of eases you into it a little bit, the whole thing. <laughs> it does, yeah, yeah. Yeah, rather than just like straight away someone getting butchered to fucking Yeah, because the stalkers like, get progressively more dangerous, don't they? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Arnie's like, now you're playing zero. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, he's like he was sub zero. Now he has played zero. It's something like he was a pain in the neck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This film gives a lot of one liners. Like to be fair, it does. It's got some cracking hardy one liners. I try to make a tally of all the fucking one liners in it. Uh, next up, uh, we've got Buzzsaw and Dynamo. Are then released to try dinner in Buzzsaw. Fucking badass. Big fucking guy with a chainsaw. Yeah. Uh, Dynamo, what the fuck? I'd forgotten all about him. <laughs> yeah, he's like a, a fat rapist. <laughs> <Two> things. <laughs> a fat rapist in a light bright suit? Fucking <laughs> red, he's like hinted at that he's like some sort of opera sort of And guy. apparently the guy was in real life. Yeah, I had a quick look at his IMDb and was like, oh, yeah, that's the first time you ever got to use it. Uh, his name's Erland van Lith de Jude. Yeah, uh, it sounds basically like an opera singer. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, when looking him up, though, he, I realised he played Grossberger in Stay Crazy, the big, fat, scary prison mate they've got to stay with. Uh, right. uh, and he yeah. died age 34, only a few months after finishing Running Man. It's quite sad. Oh, bless him. Yeah. Uh, but he is quite funny in it. I just thought, like, I com- he's the one character I'd completely forgot about in the film. Dynamo. Mm. <laughs> uh, Amber's now a player in the game, now that they've caught and she meets up with uh, Arnie and crew. Mm. And they get separated when Buzzsaw attacks. And uh, I did quite laugh at this, because it seems really odd, like there's something cut out. Like, when Buzzsaw attacks, Arnie attempts to fight him off with, like, a 2 by 4 But it's useless, because Buzzsaw just cuts it in half. This really yeah. seems to fuck off Koto. <laughs> you notice that? No. As soon as he cuts the wooden half, like, Koto's like, shit, let's run. As soon as he cuts yeah. the wooden half, Koto, like, fucking goes for him. He's like, you son of a bitch! Now, oh, Arnie's like, calm down, mate. Jesus Christ. It seems strange that he would just suddenly get pissed off because he knacked Arnie's wood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His favourite piece of wood. <laughs> yeah. After a brief scuffle and, uh, you know, the old chainsaw two inches from the face routine, Arnie chainsaws him yeah. right in the fucking plums. Right in the plums and he goes, oh! It's <laughs> like a bit of a cheap fucking getting kicked in the balls joke. Yeah, I did like that, yeah. <laughs> like you would actually do that if someone chainsawed it in the nuts. Mm. <laughs> but hey-ho, um, it worked. I did chuckle at it. Yeah, totally, yeah. Vice slash Proclaimer is uh, messing on with some electronic circuitry on the side trying to get the upload signals to code to the network which he tells uh, Amber yeah, to remember. there's kind of like some subplot going on basically in a way the, the resistance are wanting to like disrupt the media's like uh, ability to, uh, to like send out information and bullshit to everyone and stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and they've been looking for like how they are doing it. Where's their their uplink station? Yeah. Early on during the Running Man game, when it when they're actually in the game, they, they discover that the the uplink is within this like no go zone yeah. where the Running Man takes place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's kind of like like you said the, the subplot of this film basically. Of course, when he's telling her, remember these numbers, that will be me fucked. Like at the end, they're like, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, do you remember the code? Uh, fucking six, seven. <laughs> yeah, it's totally like Evil Dead or something like uh, Army Darkness. You'd never remember. <laughs> <Nah, totally. laughs> <No. laughs> uh, Proclaimer dies after Dynamo electrocutes him when he's at the console. So I was yeah, like, at first I was like, nah, he's not dead. Oh fuck, he's yeah, dead. It's quite a quick death, like, doesn't yeah, he? Actually, funny, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you think he would have, like, come back just one last time before dying sort of thing. Yeah. But... <laughs> uh, but he comes back and he's a big vehicle but crashes and uh, Arnie doesn't kill him because he's, you know, unarmed. Well, he's, you know, it's Arnie, isn't it? Mm. He's got morals. Yeah. Like these Apparently. motherfuckers, yeah. I mean, he's he's all fair with threatening to snap some some young woman's neck, like, but, oh, you, you know. know. You know. <laughs> My needs must. we got to do what you can. <laughs> um Cordo dies from his wounds from both so when the fuck did that happen? I missed did I miss that or is that just assumed? He just gets like yeah, I think he gets like sliced as he's going past him or something, doesn't he? Oh, right, yeah. There's a quick shot of it, but yeah, kinda 
Yeah, he just comes back to him and he's like, I'm done in this script, man. <laughs> Let's be done. Yeah, like, All right. Fuck. So that's the problem with fucking me with doing notes. We're mm. like, I was miss shit. I try yeah. to write as quick as possible, but I've got shit hand rings. I can't write too quick. So when I go to type my notes, I'm like, what does that say? <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. Um, I always forget that. Just quickly squeeze this in. Just uh, for those that haven't realised or, or don't put the connection, the effort your code is obviously from Alien and stuff. Mm-hmm. I always sort of forget about that little link. And let's not forget, Freddy's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to a lesser extent. He's finest role. Yeah. <laughs> He's badass, though, you've got yeah, he is, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. Killian appears on a screen in the game where this is not being broadcast on TV. He tries to cut a deal with Arnie to get him to be a stalker because everyone in the studio is kind of starting to root for him and stuff. Mm. Yeah. And then Arnie says, uh, you, uh, you better make, I'm going to shove that contract down your throat. You better make room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break it back yeah. in spine. <laughs> it's always, like I said, a total like, uh, soundboard moment. I, was I like forgot that about far. the end line and break, he's going to punch him in his stomach and then break his spine from inside <laughs> yeah. his spine. I was like, that's brutal. <laughs> Brutality. Next up, we'll get Stalker. Uh, not Stalker. We'll get a new Stalker, Fireball, new stalker. played by uh, the big old, big old classic Jim Brown. And yep. I know Jim Brown, I know successful career as a football player in America, black exploitation actor and stuff, but it just always makes me think of the prior crack smoking story from his dad. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that when his wife got Jim Brown to try and get mm. prior off crack and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> such a good story. A mad story, yeah. yeah. Then finally, my old lady called Jim Brown up. She said, Jim, I'm going to come over and tell you, fuck Jim Brown. I'll show Jim Brown. I'm the man. I don't give a fuck. Uh, nobody afraid of Jim Brown. Here. Jim was coming in the driveway. I got all nervous. Boom, jingling. Where's it? Jim Brown. Oh, shit. Let me get this motherfucker. Ain't gonna scare me. Let me get my pipe. Pipe said, Come on, Rich. Me and you will show Jim. Don't worry about it. Shit, Jim. Don't scare nobody. That's right, Rich. Jim, come in the room. I start smoking. Hey, Jim. How you doing, bro? And Jim had psychology. Jim, go. Wanna go roller skating? Uh, the old woman who's been a regular in the audience says that uh, makes a prediction that Arnie's going to be the next one to make a kill, which pisses uh, Killian off a bit. He's like, no, 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 you got to pick one of the stones. She's like, fuck you, I can pick whoever I want. He's like, he's a badass. Yeah, <laughs> that boy's one mean motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which, of course, you know, classic uh, rule in films. You want to get a cheap laugh, either make a kid or an old person say fuck him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's always like a staple in, the, in these movies during the eighties. Like, have a have a kid swear or smoke a cigar as well. That was always another one. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might just be Robocop too. Oh no, no, no like turtles. Term, uh, turtles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually like, like they would never do that now, yeah, surely. Yeah. <laughs> and like in turtles, it's like a fucking gag. Like, oh look, he's smoking a cigar. Now we'll be like, fuck it out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, you, you're right. Total uh, cheap laugh. <laughs> yeah, it's classic. Yeah, I always remember that bit in that West Korean movie Shocker when I was a kid. My brother always used to put on the bit where like, have you seen that Shocker? <laughs> like yeah, kind of maybe long time ago. I can't remember shit about it though. Well, like a, a prisoner who gets uh, put uh, in the electric chair and stuff. Yeah, and he put, uh, like, takes over the body of this little girl and she's just going around swearing her fucking head off. And we maybe brother <laughs> thought it was hilarious. Someone, <laughs> uh, but Amber finds the corpses of the supposed winners of last season that were so at the start. They're like, there they are, fucking sunning it up in Maui or something. Like, again, yeah. Why would they just dump them? exactly? Once again, why are they just in a landfill? Why, why aren't they in a landfill somewhere instead of just rotting in a dank room? <laughs> Yeah, it's like, eh, just, just fucking put them in the cupboard there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, no. Obviously, it's so, the audience, you know, gets the sinister plot that's going on, but 
Fucking hell, they're just like hanging out in a room rotten. <laughs> yeah, I do love that. They should be in the same place as the raw unedited footage. <laughs> <laughs> Not just languishing fucking in plain sight. <laughs> uh, Fireball uh, approaches with his flamethrower. His gimmick is he's got a flamethrower and a jetpack and stuff. He's pretty badass. Yeah. Uh, and he blows up with a flare. Apparently flares in 2018, if they make contact with like your testicles and some light gray, you blow up. <laughs> and what's the, uh, what's the line he gives... I can't remember. He does give a line, doesn't he, Arnie? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't note this one down. Shit, it's one of the one-liners yeah. I forgot to note down. It's something... Like, there is something about it when he throws he throws the flare at him or something. Ah, I can't remember. Now I'll have to look it up. Let's that's, that's just, that's just say it was fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> it's something like you're ignited or something. Or, I don't know. It's something like that where you're like, oh, God. <laughs> uh, Fleetwood turns back up. Uh, they've got their base, like, hidden base somewhere in this zone where the running man yeah. takes place. And they take Arnie and Amber back to the base of this. She gives them the network code and stuff. Mm. Uh, meanwhile, the show has mocked up a fake ending with because uh, Captain Freedom says, fuck this, basically. I'm not doing this. It's stupid. Yeah, he refuses to do that, yet he's quite happy to come it up for an exercise video. Well, like. yeah, he's got his priorities. <laughs> <laughs> he's got morals as well. Fed is, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they whip up a fake ending with Captain Freedom beating the shit out of uh, Arnold and Maria Conchita Alonso and after Freedom basically tells, like, tells Kelly to go fuck himself uh, Arnie and the crew storm the studio whilst the resistance broadcast the video showing unaltered footage of uh, well the unaltered footage we'll keep mentioning and um, basically a message saying Killian is lying to you and all that type of stuff yeah, yeah. ousting them as bullshitters yeah as motherfuckers uh, and then Arnie um, and the crew they storm the studio like I said and Arnie confronts Killian and sends him into the tunnel now what's the line he says yeah he does say something, doesn't he? Oh, shit, so he does. We've not, we've not done very well with these lines, have we? I've got a couple in there, though. Yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah, he says something, and then yeah, he, sa- he sends them packing on his way, and he hits a billboard and explodes. Because yeah, billboards <laughs> are made purely out of gasoline in 20 minutes. <laughs> I was just like, why would he explode? I know, why would he explode? It's a fucking, so like, it's a, it's, a, it's a bobsleigh. <laughs> yeah, basically. Does, I'm pretty sure it doesn't have an engine on it, does it? <laughs> no. Well, it's probably jet-powered, I guess, given the speed or something. Yeah, like probably, yeah. We're, we're, we're going to let them off. We're going to let them Yeah, I guess. And plus, when it was the 80s, shit just blew up. You just got yeah. to deal with it. <laughs> and then uh, that's it. You get the fucking classic bit of fucking John Parr songing. Songing. John Parr fucking Alex with, This is no game. Yeah, it's that. all like fucking, No more lonely nights. Oh, no. You gotta roll with death. <laughs> I love fucking 80s power ballads. <laughs> It's just like, I know because now they're cliche, but like even then, like, because every song was about the night, calling your name, <laughs> going into the night, something not being a game. It's <laughs> fucking funny. As soon as that came on, I was like, oh, oh God, I missed it. used to quote that all the fucking time. I remember sometimes we'd just be sitting there watching Tiny, just look at us and go, this is no game. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, but yeah, that's the running man. Uh, Favourite character, sir? Um, it's got to be Amber Mendez for me. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's very pretty. She's like uh, like we said about someone else got shows ago. She's a pre-Salma Hayek, Salma Hayek. Yeah, and, and also, uh, I just kind of like her character. I don't think she's, she's too... She's like... Vulnerable and capable enough. Yeah, it's, it's not that, too eighty sexist, is it? Really, she's still yeah, t- fucking take care of herself. Yeah, yeah. Like you never roll your eyes and go Ugh, like typical like, damsel in distress or something. Yeah, sort of thing. And uh, kind of that's what I kind of like her in Predator too, as well. She's like she's vulnerable in the fact that you know once when she comes across a Predator, she's kind of fucked. Mm. But she is a badass, and she's like she didn't take any shit and stuff. Yeah. She's, kind of a, a cool way for a, a lady to be represented during the 80s, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I'm going to go with Killian, just because he's a fucking twat. <laughs> yeah, he is a slimy twat. But he's really he's like, charismatic, though. You kind of like him, and he does a really yeah. good job. I'm not sure if he was, uh, I think he was, like, did acting on and off in between mm. doing uh, game show hosts. But he's fucking really good in the film. He's just a, a, a typical game show sort of sleazebag. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. And like you were saying, people yeah. that worked with him, like, well, it's not too dissimilar to how he was behind the scenes. <laughs> Which is a bit grim. It is a bit <laughs> Makes you like him a little bit less if he was actually yeah. almost that bad. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, Favourite scene? Favourite scene? Oh, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's a tough one. I, I didn't actually write these down. <laughs> I probably should have. Um, probably, um, fuck... I have to think. Did you do yours first? Let me think. I, I just, I like, I've always, like I said, the scene that always stuck in my head when I was younger was the scene setting up the game when they're in the tunnel and the bobsleigh things and stuff. Mm. I just think that's such an iconic scene for me. Yeah. And Ventura's workout video. Yeah, it's, it's hard to pick. There's so much mm. <laughs> going on. Um, maybe just for the sheer humour of it, like when he first comes across uh, Amber and stuff in the, in the apartment and that. When he's a little hard on in that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of cool. And he's all like, it doesn't in that scene, doesn't he have like these weird like little white shorts on and stuff? Yeah, he's, like, little, he's got his boxers and his vest on. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, he obviously did that a lot during that period as well. He's always a man. Men wear vests. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it honestly would be hard for us to pick a favourite scene. Like, I mean, probably the most memorable scene for me as a child was the, the, the head exploding bit at the start mm. uh, in the, like, fucking foundry or wherever they are. Uh, which I always think it feels like a totally different film, that bit. It does, yeah. I mean, actually, I suppose it's maybe because it was directed by somebody else, that bit. Is that the bit that was directed by Andrew Davis, do you think? Quite possibly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go for that. Just just for the, uh, the the notoriety of it in my own mind and stuff. The bit when the uh, poor Chico gets his head blown off. Poor Chico, R.I.P. Chico. <laughs> He's one of those another one of those guys you see in fucking every film from this period. Yeah, that was a yeah, bad guy or a fucking mate or someone or something. Or cannon fodder, some guy. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I think he's in, he's in Predator 2 at the start. He is, yeah. Just, I just remembered he's one of the guys that gets killed on the roof. There's a lot of Predator sort of Lincolns. There is, yeah, it. yeah, totally. So, yeah, obviously uh, with Jesse Ventura and stuff mm-hmm. and uh, you've got Arnie, uh, you've got Maria Conchita who was in Predator 2 mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's quite... Right crossover. Apparently, some, like it's mentioned in the trivia that Sven Olthorsen's in Predator as well, but he's probably not, one of uh, the guys that kill the in the big you know stick around scene and stuff. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Mm. Like, yeah, he's, he's certainly not like mainly. He may be credited somewhere further down the list, but yeah, <laughs> can't remember him ever showing up in that film. Yeah, he was a regular in Arnie movies around this point. Mm. He's the big. Yeah, uh, is, he, is, is he? He's. I know he's in Red Heat, isn't he? The, one of the guys in the sauna scene. Yeah, I guess he guy who's like a really big power lifter and stuff when he at the time. Oh, yeah. So yeah, he's a fucking huge guy, like. Yeah. Uh, so recommended, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I would say it's still not one of my favorite Arnie's. Okay, it was kind of it was enjoyable, but not as good as I was hoping it would be. It's honestly, start to finish, it's honest. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Right, I, re- I realized while watching, I was like, shit, I don't think I've actually watched this start to finish since I was about nine. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Man. I mean, it is one of his, probably is one of his, like, uh, black sheep sort of films. The it, it, it kind of is, yeah, and it wasn't as successful. Like, following up from Predator wasn't a big success. I mean, it's still regarded as one of his classics, but I was surprised how much, like, how much money it didn't make. Right? Mm, yeah, it only slightly, like, grossed more than it, it was, like, cost to shoot, really. Mm, yeah, like. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it wasn't a big film at all. Yeah. Um, and it does feel, it feels kind of cheap. Yeah, there's a lot of daft things going on, like, like the stuff with the... 
you know the the, the footage and stuff and mm. all that stuff. And it's like like you said, it's not actual footage. It's just movie footage. Yeah, I always say. I mean, thing. I used to do that a lot, but I always hate it when they do that. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, just totally. fucking footage from the movie and stuff. Yeah, at least shoot something slightly different. Yeah, like, yeah. Or I mean, you could even just point a, a, a shitty camera whilst you're filming that scene. Use another backup camera to film the scene. Yeah, as for well. like CCTV footage or something. Yeah, yeah and then use that. Shot. <laughs> like, come on, we're just being peggy though. Probably just being peggy. Fucking running man for God's sake. <laughs> uh, but I think Arnie's right that it is kind of filmed like an eighties TV show. Yeah, and it, it, Which, I don't know. Kind of works, though, doesn't it? Oh, it does because... work for when it's like the Running Man and stuff. But I just mean, whenever I've seen it, like my DVD is not great. I mean, you start, I was going to send you a fucking picture of the menu. It looks fucking terrible. The, <laughs> the the poster they've used looks like a JPEG from like nineteen ninety seven, and they've just zoomed. It's like fucking pixelated and shit. I was like, hey, hold on, this is a Universal DVD. <laughs> Yeah, they put no effort on whatsoever. But like the picture quality, every time I've seen it on TV, on video, on DVD, it always looks soft. Yeah, what's the Blu-ray like? Does it look any better? It looks a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, it still doesn't look amazing. Like it's it's like one of those digital, like just a straight lift, I think, from DVD. Yeah, it's not like remastered or anything. Because it just always looks like you know, when like sometimes edited for TV versions on TV always look soft. Yeah, like they've gone through some sort of process. This has always looked like that, even uncut. That. I don't know whether that's the way it was filmed or... Probably, or, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, it is fun. It's still a yeah. fun movie, but uh, it's still not one of my favourites, I would say. But there's a lot to re- there's a lot in there to recommend it, though. I'll just say, I don't know, it's, it surprises, like, I mean, partly because of the Brooklyn stuff, but it's, like, quite an interesting concept. I always love that, like, that's why I love Battle Royale and stuff. Yeah. That, like, this, this idea that, like, things get to such a state where like we take pleasure in like people's deaths almost and stuff mm-hmm. and, and everything sensationalised via the media and that it's, it's quite an interesting concept it's like a believable concept well yeah it's kind of come true and we'll just wrap up with this the, the book is obviously vastly different from the yeah it's loosely based on the book very loosely based mm-hmm. and the book is like uh it, it's like all over the world it's more like a hard target really mm. where the the I mean, firstly, it's a voluntary sort of thing. Like uh, Ben Richards' character, like wants to do to take part in the Running Man because he's he's desperate for like the money and stuff. Oh, okay. They get like a twelve-hour head start, and basically they've just got to survive for thirty days, and they can go wherever they want in the world. Basically, so it's yeah. not like contained within a within an actual arena or anything. Oh, it's amazing! It's that different because you know. Yeah, yeah, very different. I think they were just influenced by the idea, basically, that because it's still a game show. There's there's still a, a, a Killian character, but he's like he's a producer on the show. He's not like the host or anything. Ah, I see. And yeah, Ben Richard just has to survive for thirty days using his like wits and guile and stuff. Mm. And he's not like some guy who's all like and like Arnie and stuff. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> like fucking body slamming people and stuff. He's yeah. just like a normal guy who's like got a trench coat and he's trying to like blend in and wear like disguises throughout the entire book and stuff. Actually, wouldn't mind seeing a movie adaption of the book, like a proper adaptation. Yeah, proper. It's not a bad book actually. I would give it a, a read. I read it a few years ago. Oh, cool. Yeah, not, not bad if you if you get a chance yeah, and check it out. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's running mind, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, very good. Um, just realised we haven't decided what we're doing next week. <laughs> Um, well, because we're still we're still in sci-fi, aren't we? We've got one yeah. more to do, yeah. One more to do. Um, well, I don't know. Let's do a Star Trek? Are you up for a Star Trek? I don't want to force you into it, like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're not a Star Trek fan, like. I still I can't believe you've not seen Star Trek 2, like. That's pretty Well, I've, I've got it. At least I've got it, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
we'll yeah, do Rathacan. If you want to do Rathacan, we can. So, oh, fuck it. Let's just do Rathacan. I'll just go all late nerd out and stuff. <laughs> on it. <laughs> yeah, fine. We'll do Rathacan. Yeah. yeah. I suppose we can't do sci-fi ones. And as a Star Trek fan, I can't push you to do... Like, not push you to do a Star Trek film. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's one of those films that I should have seen, even if I'm not a Star Trek fan, because it's always considered, like, a film that, like, you don't even have to be a Star Trek fan to like, so. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't hate Star Trek, I'm just not, it's, I'm not a diehard no. fan at all. No, I've, I've never got that from you, that you, you dislike it or anything, it's just that it, it never, it's just not, never caught your imagination or something. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's just fed is. Yeah. I mean, people always rave about Babylon 5 and shit, but I, I've literally just never been bothered by it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never checked it out. <laughs> so until then, uh, set your phases to jazz. Mm. And, uh, and keep running. Keep Gotta running. It's, uh, <laughs> it's not time to start. Oh, shit, man, not we should have started the show. It's time to start running. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to get the, uh, the, the sound clip in there. Yeah, I might have. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, until next time, keep it real, keep running, and all that jazzy goodness. Make it so. Make it so. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Hi, I'm Stacey with Aness, the Director of Operations over here at Wafu HQ. If you'd like to support the show, a review and rating on iTunes would be much appreciated. Just search for Wafu FM. Or, if you're not an iTunes user, a review over at Stitcher.com would also be flipping marvellous. Once again, just search for Wafu FM. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, the email address is wafupodcast at gmail.com. Or alternatively, if you'd prefer to leave a voicemail, head on over to www.speakpipe.com slash wafu FM. Thanks for listening.
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.